welcome to the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders Podcast, aka The Whip Show. Your co-hosts, Deshaun Whip Dog Whipple and Devastating Daryl Pace, each and every week will bring in some of the top pro wrestlers from around the world. I'm talking WWE, WCW, Impact Wrestling, NWA, and more. So sit back, get your favorite drink, and listen to some great stories told by those amazing and sometimes crazy pro wrestling superstars. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders podcast, a.k.a. The Whip Show. Season three has already been rocking and rolling, and we're going to keep it going. You know what it is. I am Deshaun Whip Dog Whipple, and I am here with the 31st entrant in the Royal Rumble. See, he was supposed to be there, but he was number 31. He couldn't get in. My partner, devastating, Daryl Pace. What's going on? Hey, babe. Great to be here again, man. Another week, another exciting guest, man. Season three has been on fire. You know, it's been lit every which every episode, man. I can't wait, can't wait. But but why did you win the Royal Rumble, man? You were number 31. I was in the women's rumble. I, I made a mistake. Oh, they disqualified me. They said they couldn't win it. You, you pulled an R truth, man. You pulled an R truth. It's cool. Well, it's I, funny that we're talking about pay-per-views right now. Because right now we're gonna bring in the host of JV Sports Talk Pay-Per-View Pod and a member of the hottest radio station in Metro Detroit. Well, really, around the world, 105.1 The Bones. We want to bring in my guy, Justin Valentine. How you doing today, sir? Man, what an intro, man. You got me hyped. I'm already a hyped, high-energy person, and you got me even more hyped than I've ever been, man. I'm so excited to be here. This is awesome. I appreciate the hell out of you guys. I'm so excited for this. That's what's up, man. But I'm going to tell you, right before showtime, it just hit me. Because I'm like, he calls the show JV Sports Talk. Why would he call himself Junior Varsity? Like, he's that guy. <laughs> Justin Valentine. Now it makes sense, dog. That's it, it's making sense. It's, it's not the first time I've heard that, man. And you know what? I'll take it. If I have to explain a couple times that JV equals Justin Valentine, it's all good, man. I'm going to tell you, though, Daryl, I'm a little upset with you. Uh-oh. Because when I heard it was going to be Justin Valentine, I thought it was Justina Valentine for a while, oh, and man. I was going to be on the show, dog. Man, I'm, this I'm, al- I'm already disappointing, man. I'm it's sorry. All, I'll, I'll try to be. I'll try to be better. It's all good, baby. It's all good. <laughs> no, seriously. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. Um, first off, I got to ask you: with everything going on with this pandemic and the craziness in the world, how you holding up, dog? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. You know what? It, it, it hit hard in the industry I'm in, right? Uh, you know, with 105.1 The Bounce, we haven't been able to do events, concerts, obviously went away. Um, being, being a huge sports guy, a huge wrestling guy, all the sports went away. Shout out to pro wrestling, which never went away. It looked a lot different. It was tough to watch at times because we're used to big arenas and we went to the small performance center and so on and so forth. But it was different. Um, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm, I, I pride myself on being positive no matter what the situation. And obviously 2020 and a little bit of 2021 is testing that, but I'm not, you know, I'm not letting it sway me. I'm just trying to make the best of it. I'm fortunate enough to still be employed 
uh, you know, and allow a lot of people have it a lot worse. And I keep that in mind. I try to help those who have been affected and make the most out of, you know, everything I have going on. Man, that's what's up, man. I'm glad to hear about your energy. I met you a couple years ago, and you've always had this exact same energy, man. This is not a front. So anybody that's going to start watching his podcast, listening to it, this is how this man is. 24-7, 365, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's how you got to be, man. That's I mean, why, why waste your time any other way? You know what I mean? Like, you got to make the most of every day. You got to have fun. And, you know, I'm fortunate to do something I love. And I encourage people to go out and do whatever it is that you love. And, it, you know, it, I forget that I get paid sometimes to do this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? For because sure. I have so much fun doing it. So why live your life any other way? For sure. For sure. Now, I got to ask you, um, like I said, the industry you're in, you're in the radio industry. How did that connect with pro wrestling man like i mean you're about music and you know what's the connection so the connection is i've been a pro wrestling fan since i was four years old three years old uh the year 2000 man i've been following wwe every single week every pay-per-view everything since i was a little kid that's always been a thing uh, you know, and it just kind of combined, right? Wrestling podcasting in the wrestling world has gotten so popular over the last few years, podcasting in general, of course, uh, you know, and it just gives people an opportunity to, you know, embrace their passions and talk about what they love. And wrestling's always been one of those things. Sports in general has always been one of those things. And I landed at 105.1 The Bounce. I'll be completely transparent here. I got hired when it was Detroit sports 1051. Okay. Okay. I've always been a sports guy. They flipped right after I got hired there. And uh, you know, I, I almost left right away. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a sports. I want to be sports. And my career advisor at the time, I went to specs Howard. uh, You know, she was telling me, you know what? That won't look good on a resume. You just got the job. You can't just walk. So I, I hung on and I figured a new station, which was 1051 the bounce would bring more opportunities because it's a brand new station. And that's exactly, I'm, I'm so fortunate to have stayed. I love my job. I love everything about that place. It's done so much for me, even though it's not sports, it still plays a lot into what I do in my sports career, uh, you know, with my podcast and everything else. Yo, Daryl, I love what he said, but there was one thing I got a question of Mark about. He said when he was four years old, he started in like 2000. That means we can't even talk about WWF with this guy. We got to talk about the E. Remember that, Daryl. We, so we got to throw our questions out, man. He's just a little bitty baby. He doesn't even know what W. He doesn't WCW, ECW. He doesn't know what this stuff is. Listen, I did get two years of live WWF. I did get the invasion of WCW and ECW. And I have done my research on the WWE Network. I've watched every Raw and SmackDown from 1998 through, you know, the Attitude Era. So I've done my research, man. You can throw it at me. 1998? I started in 58. I'm not going that far back, man. No offense. I'll read up on that kind of stuff. (laughs) But I actually like what you just said. You said you actually still studied wrestling even before you started watching I mean watching raw and stuff like that what was the first pro wrestler that brought you in you know what uh the first one that I I I guess that I remember 
because I started watching wrestling because my brothers were, right? My neighbors were. So I just kind of watched with them. The first one that connected with me was Rob Van Dam in 2001 when he came over uh, in the invasion and they, you know, they stuck around because for the longest time, he wasn't a main event guy until about five years into his run in WWE. Uh, but he was so, it was so fun to watch. He was, his matches were my favorite. The guy was so athletic at the time, unlike anyone else in the industry, especially in WWE. And I, you know, he's a Michigan boy. Um, you know, so I walked around doing the Rob Van Dam. That was the first one that, you know, caught my attention that, you know, as a kid, I've always stuck to, and still to this day, when Rob Van Dam shows up on the screen, even though he's got the receding hairline and all that fun stuff, <laughs> I still get hyped for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now cover your ears. You can't hear this part. So cover your ears. You're a young man. But he does have a hot girlfriend. Shout out to Katie Forbes, man. I'm a big fan of Katie Forbes, dog. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it, it, it's funny, too, because I, I, I don't follow Impact as closely, but I, I did see enough of his Impact run. <laughs> I'm like, man, he's making out with his girl in the ring. Rob Van Dam has changed from doing flips. <laughs> this man, I don't know what's going on there. As you get older, you got to transition your uh, career <laughs> yeah. a little bit, man. <laughs> I'll <laughs> add to that. I had the opportunity to actually meet Rob Van Dam a couple of times. I mean, nice. I've got, I, I, I've ran into him a few times at the airport, hanging out. He is the most cool dude. You can just walk. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that will bother you and mark out for the guy. And uh, you walk up to this coolest dude, cool and cool, regular guy, man. Uh, I, I, I love some Rob Van Dam myself. So, so. Now, I want to touch base on this, man, because as you said, uh, you came in around the invasion angle and everything of that. But sometimes being a wrestling fan, our friends kind of look at us like we're weirdos. You know what I'm talking about. You might have one or two homeboys that like it. Yeah. But at your radio station, there were a few people, because I actually toured it before, yeah. had wrestling belts there. Yeah. You actually had a few guys there that liked wrestling. How did you even get to meet, know that they would like wrestling, man? And Because, you know, sometimes we don't share that information with everybody, man. No, you're right. It, through high school and, you know, right out of high school, I didn't share that information a lot. I followed it, but I never really talked about it in school. Uh, and for me, it was they had wrestlers – on the regular, every time Raw or SmackDown, you know, comes to Detroit, they have them come to the station. They usually send a superstar. And that's what caught my eye because there will be a line of people who want to meet, you know, we've had Braun Strowman come through. We had our, we had a couple legends of wrestling um, events with Beasley media. And I would see all these different guys from all of our stations at Beasley media, Detroit, mark out over the fact that oh so and so is going to be here i got to meet them i got to get a picture this that and the other and that's where i'm like oh i'm not the wait i'm kind of in my element now i got a few people who watch this as much as me and that's where i kind of like all right i'm going to be real i watch it too and then now and it, it just led to a connection and you know it's awesome it's so great and i feel like because of the podcasting industry the way the wrestling world works now, people are more free to talk about it. People are more free to post about it on social media, you know, and talk about the storyline and all the uh, promotions right now, like they're talking about any other show. So, and I think that's a big thing that wrestling podcasts have done for the wrestling community. Now, Daryl, normally we wait to the end of the show for your question, but he already kind of said that word. So, I mean... Hey, we'll, we'll slide it in now. So one of the questions we always ask on the show is like, you know, 
you know, when you have an opportunity to work with different talent, you know, managers, wrestlers, what have you, you know, what's that point in your career where you go, man, you know, I can't believe I've had an opportunity to meet this guy, you know, and you kind of mark out for him. Sure. What was that moment for you, you know, when you got a chance to actually meet somebody was like, whoa, we're kind of blown away. I mean, if I had to say one person, I would probably say Braun Strowman just because he's so damn big where it's like, oh my God, like I'm right next to this guy. The moment though, wouldn't necessarily be a person. It would be the Legends of Wrestling event that we've done where I was part of the crew. I was part of the crew that, you know, put together what matches are happening, when, what's happening and who's coming out when, uh, helping them get to the ring, you know, you know, hyping up the crowd, so on and so forth. I'm sitting ringside, touching the apron, watching the likes of Billy Gunn, Mick Foley, Rikishi, guys that I grew up watching do their thing in the ring. And, and I look back at that, I'm like, I, I, and that's just one moment for me. Cause again, I started watching wrestling so young. I'm like, what, what is going on? Like, I'm actually doing this, you know? So I, it wasn't necessarily one person, but that moment specifically was like, all right, this, this is pretty damn cool. Yo, Daryl, man, he's trying to take your gimmick by booking shows, man. You see this, dog? <laughs> hey, man, no, that's fantastic. You know, the more people we have in the industry, the better it is for the industry, especially when oh, we get sure. young guys like you. You know, old-timers like me, you know, we're not agree. <laughs> we got to keep it keep it going. We got to pay, pay, pay it forward, right? So it's great having guys like you, young, hungry, excited yes, about sir. professional wrestling. I love it. Now, I want to ask you this. You just, since you spoke on the Legends of Wrestling, yeah, because um, they did two of them here. If I'm Correct. not mistaken, right? Correct. Now, I'm glad you, you were a part of it. You got to see how it works. But do you know that show actually became infamous? Did you watch the David Arquette special yet on Netflix? I've seen bits and pieces of it, mainly because I've seen a lot of my coworkers who made the cut when it comes to being in the background of certain scenes. Uh, so I've seen bits and pieces. And yes, that show that was the second show, I think, uh, became a little infamous. So, uh, did you were you there that day? Did you hear about the uh, the fisticuffs between the nasty boys and everything? And so Mr. Arquette, I heard that there was a situation. Uh, at that at that time, it was more of my bosses telling me a situation went down. They didn't say what. And that day, both events, there's so much going on, right? In, in my world, there's so much going on between trying to interact with listeners and hang out with people, get them organized, get the show organized, get my staff organized, put on the show, so on. And, you know, there's so many little pieces that go into that kind of stuff. So I was moving around so much that I didn't question much. And to be honest with you, it slipped my mind that someone had said something happened that until that, you know, the, the, the uh, documentary and everything came out and people started talking about it again, I go, I was told about something and I never looked into it because I was too damn busy running around uh, Fraser Hockeyland Arena, you know, get my steps in the whole damn night trying to put on this show. So, yeah, I heard something, but I never got the chance to look into it, unfortunately. Okay, okay. Now, you, you talked about being a part of that and that obviously it was an amazing experience. Does it make you want to step your foot in the squared circle. I know you're a busy young man, but you got a lot of years ahead of you, brother. I know you do your push-ups, man. So yeah, man. what's up, baby? Have you ever thought about it? You know what? I definitely have, um, you know, growing up, obviously every little kid 
fought their pillows and stuffed animals or whatever the hell they can get their hands on. Um, yeah, yes and no. Uh, I did get the chance to mess around in the ring, you know, go off the ropes and, you know, wrestle around with a couple of my coworkers there. And it definitely would be fun. Um, so not fully though, because you look at the guys who are in it compared to guys my size. Now I know I'm not in, you know, I'm not in bad shape, but I know I'm a hell of a lot smaller and I don't have the Ray Mysterio type athleticism to, to play that off that I'm like, damn, I would kill myself. It would be fun. It would be a great night, but I would kill myself, but I'd probably go for it. If I got the opportunity, we do another legends of wrestling and they say, Hey, Justin, we want so-and-so, you know, we want, you know, Shawn Michaels to, you know, hit you with the sweet chin music. Yeah. I'm not saying no to that. You hurt? Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about size. You ain't hurt? Little Bow Wow, man. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> Little Bow Wow. Give me him then. <laughs> now, I want to talk about that, man. What do you think about that? Because we're talking about bridging music and entertainment and the wrestling. What do you think about Bow Wow uh, stepping his foot into the pro wrestling world? Look, I'm back and forth when it comes to any non-wrestler getting involved we've seen it work out and we've seen it not work out we've seen the likes of pat mcafee come in and oh this guy cuts the best promos in the industry and he's actually pretty damn good in the ring but then you have other guys where it just feels like you're taken away from a lot of guys who have worked their way up and it's just it, to me it's too risky it's too risky for any major industry if it's for a moment if it's just for one part of a small part of a show whatever. But if we're talking about giving them a legitimate run, it's just too risky. And sometimes in a lot more times than not, not worth the risk to hold back a wrestler's career who has built his way up. Right. You talk about a guy like Ricochet in WWE, one of the most athletic athletic guys in WWE, but since his call up from NXT has not received any type of push period. So then you have a guy like bad bunny come in, who has it's yes, it's the 24 seven title, but the guy's already holding gold. He's probably going to have a WrestleMania match. You're telling me this guy's going to have a bigger WrestleMania match than a ricochet. That doesn't add up for me. And it's just too risky and not worth putting aside talent, like a ricochet to push somebody who's going to be gone in a couple months. Cause all these guys who are other, who are famous for other things, they're not going to be around long. They just want to mess around, right? Like Pat McAfee had a couple matches and then he's gone. So we wasted how many weeks of pushing him in a takeover match for him to just be gone, right? We could use that time to push somebody who's going to stick around and that can develop into a bigger run when it comes to the main roster. So it's hit or miss for me. Uh, to me, it's not worth the risk. Sometimes it does work out. I just don't think it's worth the risk. You know, I, I think it's, there's obviously a benefit to bringing in celebrities to any to, to any sport, right? Because it's going to get that pop. But it's how you use that celebrity. You know, you can have Bill Murray golfing, and that's cool, but he's not golfing in a major tournament against Tiger Woods and yep. beating Tiger Woods. And yep. that's the difference. You can have guys come in, they can manage, they can be involved in some stuff. But when you got guys jobbing to rappers and stuff like that, then then it makes your whole business look ridiculous. And, and, and sure. when you, what, you know, I don't know your thoughts. I mean, I definitely don't want to see anyone lose 
to a non-wrestler, right? You go way back when to Floyd Mayweather knocking out the Big Show. Oh, man. How could the Big Show agree to do that? Now, Floyd Mayweather is a fighter, right? He's a boxer. So it's not to that extreme. But in the end, he's not a pro wrestler. It's a whole different art. That just doesn't look good. It, it doesn't look good on the industry. It doesn't help the Big Show. Since then, the Big Show has been a joke. You have a guy that large, and he has never really been taken seriously as a heel, as a monster, as a threat to other people, because, bro, you got knocked out at WrestleMania to Floyd Mayweather, yeah. and he's not even in WWE. So why do I take his character seriously after that? You, you can't have that. I'm glad Adam Cole beat Pat McAfee at TakeOver, because again, Adam Cole's a big name. If Adam Cole would have lost that match, why do I take Adam Cole seriously now when he's going after, you know, said world title and any other big WWE name when his character couldn't even beat Pat McAfee in a one-on-one match? So like that wouldn't have added up and more than made sense. It hurts you in the long run in the industry more, even if it gives you that one pop because some people love Pat McAfee and his podcast, it hurts you in the long run because then it, it kills the character of a big time star. And see, that's my problem with it. Uh, I understand the whole, you bring him in, you get the outside media to respond to him. But how many of those, not even casual fans, because they're not, they're fans of that personality, how many of them actually stay with the product after? It rarely happens. Uh, I hate to do this to you, but it's a little before your time, but when Mike Tyson did his thing with Austin, I watched it. And that pretty much looked at as one of the biggest times the name actually was uh, beneficial to the business. But other than that, how many of them truly were beneficial long-term? After Bad Bunny leaves with his however many hundred million, whatever amount of followers, how many of those people are going to keep watching Monday Night Raw after Bad Bunny is long gone? Well, and, and look at Tyson. Tyson was gone right after WrestleMania. And they were lucky that Shawn Michaels was hurt at the time and it was already on his way out from being a full-time wrestler. Otherwise, if Shawn Michaels was sticking around at that time and he didn't take his four years off, that would have killed the Shawn Michaels character. Bro, you got knocked out by Mike Tyson at WrestleMania. Why am I going to take you seriously if you want to challenge Austin or Undertaker again after that? So again, it, it, it worked out at that moment, but... Uh, you know, I think it was all situational at that time with where Shawn Michaels was going in his career. It was, you know, WrestleMania and it wasn't a match. It was a moment. That was the difference. Now I want to touch base on this. You've been in the radio industry. One thing that is very important is ratings Yeah, for the radio ratings. Now we look at the ratings for professional wrestling these days. You know what ratings does for advertising and everything in your industry. And we know the ratings are nowhere near what they were, even back in the invasion angle, back when they were doing the, the Monday Night Wars. They were getting there. What were they getting back then in the Monday Night Wars? The ratings, man? Three threes, threes. I mean, you know, three fives, three sixes, both of them. I mean, w, right, even the WCW going out of business was still was doing 2.5 or things yeah. of that nature. If you double, if you if you add up the total audience, we're we're talking about one six, one yeah. fifth, one six of the of the audience that have they had it back in 2000. What do you think about that, man? With the rate, the way the ratings are, they're nowhere near what they were. I mean, they're doing one point, like total. I mean, if we look at the numbers, what, 1.5 million, maybe? Listen, I think there's two things when it comes to ratings in wrestling right now. Number one, everyone's watching everything, right? There's rarely people who watch AEW and never watch WWE. Wait a and minute. They're rarely. Even though they lie and say they don't, right? Exactly. 
because if you ask them why they're going to tell you why by saying something that's happening in the show right now that they don't like. So you watched it to know you didn't like it. Right. And the same thing, rarely do people watch WWE and what, and do not tune into AEW. So that's not a thing. If you're a wrestling fan, and if you're a wrestling fan, you might prefer one over the other, but you're watching both and including NXT for the most part to decide, you know, what you like the best. When it comes to ratings, though, a lot of that is skewed in wrestling because there are so many different ways to watch wrestling now, right? Like people don't, there's outside of pay-per-views and even for pay-per-views for some people, it's like this. Rarely do people tune in at eight o'clock on Mondays, turn on USA Network to watch Monday Night Raw. How many, we're five minutes away from AEW guys, but at the time we're recording this and we're doing this, right? But guess what? All three of us are going to see AEW at some point, right? Whether we record it, whether we have websites that we stream it on, which a lot of people, shh, right? Every, but so many people do that. So many people rely on highlights and rely on, you know, Twitter feeds and, or just go to the websites. So there are so many different ways to watch it that the ratings are less important before. Yeah. You could have recorded on VHS, but for the most part, Nine o'clock on Mondays, you're turning on TNN to watch Raw. You know, eight o'clock on Thursday, UPN's on to watch SmackDown. Because it, there was no going to so-and-so website, an easy way to record it. And that messes with the ratings a lot. So those numbers compared to the old times are down because there's so many other options and so many other ways to watch it. You see how he tried to date us, Daryl? He said VHS, though, baby. <laughs> we had TiVo, man. We had Swinny VHS, man. Damn. You guys got to get with it, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad you said that, but I'm going to say this. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had Vince Russo, former writer during the Monday Night Wars era on the show. And his awesome. thought process is this, though, with the ratings. He says, well, I understand what you said about streaming, watching different ways to watch the program, but if a show is amazing, he thinks we will watch it at the time. He takes a Game of Thrones uh, or the Super Bowl. He said he takes shows like that. If that's the case with just the streaming, why do we choose to watch those shows right here, right now, and not later on? Because because wrestling is on every single week. There's no such thing as a break in wrestling, right? It's, you know, there's no season twos out in three months. Can't wait for it, right? It's every single week. And, you know, people have lives, people are busy. We can't, you know, put aside three hours a night every Monday to watch Raw. So I'll get to it when I get to it because Raw is going to be on next week anyway. Super Bowl's on once a year. You're going to set aside and work your schedule around Super Bowl Sunday to watch the game. People talk about taking work off on Monday just because of Super Bowl Sunday. TV shows are, are similar as well because they're not on 365 a year. They're not on every single week. They take breaks, right? And they're shorter. So it's less time that you have to set aside because shows aren't usually no more than an hour to watch, right? And if you talk, pay-per-views, a lot of people set aside time to watch, right? Uh, AEW has done a couple of pay-per-view type AEW Dynamites where people took the time to watch live. Uh, so those are different situations, but like weekly, every week on I don't watch, I don't watch any wrestling live. I'll tell you that besides pay-per-views, pay-per-views I watch live. I watch no weekly TV show live because it's on every week. Right. And I can 
go through the commercials. I can get through a raw within an hour and 20 minutes, right? Because I can for, fast forward and I don't miss a thing because I can fast forward through all the commercials. I can fast forward through all the replays, all the promos. So it's on every week. There isn't just, you know, a specific date that you're going to work your life around to watch it. Except for WrestleMania. Except and for WrestleMania. Well, we got to watch WrestleMania, you know, whether 100%. it's a good, bad, or whatever about it, we got to talk about but it. But that's it's a top show. We know because there's some Raws and SmackDowns that are, I don't want to call it a throwaway to, you know, disregard what they do in the ring, but there are, there are some SmackDowns where the storytelling, it's just, you know, previewing a pay-per-view coming up. There's no major progression in the storyline. We're just kind of making our way through. And then there's other Raws and SmackDowns. Like usually the first Raw and SmackDown after a pay-per-view is a must see because there something new is going to happen in the storyline. But then the Raw and SmackDown before pay-per-view is usually just, building what we've been talking about for the last three weeks. So I'm not going to take time to watch that episode because I know not as much is going to happen. Most likely. Now I got Daryl. You had something for Daryl? I, I, I got something. I got something. So, so, you know, as, as a kid growing up, right. You're watching, you're in the, not just wrestling, right. You're, you're handling all the sports, right. Yes, sir. One thing I think may be missing. Cause I, back in the day, you know, with the rock and you take people like that, they're grown men, so it's not just a, 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 a child thing. The grown men who would want to be the rock, who would want to be that guy. Yeah. Now we got grown men. I don't know how many grown men necessarily want to be Kenny Omega. Maybe they do. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, I think that's one of the things I think is missing right now is that when you look at other sports, you're going, man, you know what? I want to be this guy. I want to be that. When you look at wrestling, it's like, yeah, I enjoy it, but do you really – is it missing some of the – not, it's not missing athleticism. Is it missing some of the macho super qualities that it used to have with these super personalities? Is that missing or you think it's still there? I don't think it's there, but I don't think it needs to be. I think back, you know, back then, pre-social media, these guys could build and really live their characters because we weren't seeing them as much as their real life selves, right? There was no social media to see The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker tweet after, you know, Tuesdays, Wednesdays after Raw, after seeing them do whatever on Raw, right? So you, a lot of people, especially kids, but a lot of people envisioned them only as a dead man, only as the rattlesnake, only as, the, you know, the great one, right? Without really thinking, these guys are just playing characters, right? But we'd never seen the real life them. So we had nothing to compare them to. Now you see guys all over social media, all over Twitter, posting videos, their best friends, even though they're enemies on the show. And that takes away from us diving into the character so much. Now we just dive into the storylines. And that's why to me, there's a lot more effort put into the storylines in WWE than there are the macho characters like that. Uh, the Fiend is, a, is one exception, but outside of that, a lot of it, we just appreciate the storytelling and the athleticism that the wrestling industry has, which is a lot higher now than they used to back then, because it, they kind of shifted from the macho to the athletic. Now you got to be able to put on a good match and not just be strong and lift people up and do stuff that gets old after a while. So it, I, I feel like that's part of wrestling evolving into what we expect now, especially because we see these guys as real life people uh, all the time on social media. 
So that kind of takes away from their character a little bit compared to the old days. Now, I want to touch on AEW right now. Um, first off, what do you think about AEW? And what do you really think it'll take for AEW to be looked at for seriously as a true competition or even surpass WWE? Because I've noticed one thing. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And no matter what we say about AEW, there's a lot of AEW marks out there that yeah. wave the flag. But most podcasts still talk about WWE first. Then they talk about AEW. Yeah. So, what's expound on that? So I think, I mean, that's always going to be the case because WWE, no matter who comes around, no matter how great AEW is for the next two, three years, WWE is the top dog, right? They took out WCW way back when, and they've been the basically the only show in town. Impact never really gave them a run for their money like people thought. Um, they've basically been the only show in town for 20 plus years now, right? So it's going to take a lot for peep for wrestling fans to completely be pulled away from WWE because this is what I've been watching for 20 plus years. If anything, I'm going to watch both. Uh, with AEW, I think what they got going is good. This they're doing it smart when it comes to this relationship with Impact and New Japan, and potentially if they get Ring of Honor, whoever else. They're doing it smart because crossovers and invasion type storylines and stuff like that. That gets people hype because it's it's more unpredictable. You don't know who's going to show up. You don't know what matches you're going to get. Um, you know, with WWE, that's one thing they have compared to WWE. WWE, for the most part, we know who's on the roster. So that limits our options of who's going to show up on the show because we know who's on the roster. With AEW, you can look up the AEW roster plus the Impact roster plus the New Japan roster as options of who could potentially show up on the show. When there's an open challenge on AEW, I'm a lot more excited about that than when there's an open challenge in WWE. Because with AEW, who knows who's going to show up? With WWE, it's probably going to be Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura. You know what hey, I mean? Like, nothing against those guys, but it's just the unpredictability get people hyped. This type of storyline, though, needs to come through. And it needs to not just be just for a one-time thing and then forget about it. They really need to embrace this. And this needs to either lead to a long-standing rivalry between Impact and AEW, or they need to just all come together in the end and put these rosters together and keep it that way. It can't just be a short thing. It needs to be long-term booking for a while. Uh, to keep this unpredictability alive. Because if this New Japan Impact thing comes to an end by August, and then come September, we're back to what AEW was a year ago, that's going to send them two, three steps backwards. Because if you're trying to do exactly what WWE is doing, you're not going to win, no matter who you are and who you have. Their only other hope, too, is with this Bullet Club storyline. If they're able to get any Bullet Club love from what's in WWE right now, that's going to be a major factor. If a Finn Balor and AJ Styles, Adam Cole, any Bullet Club uh, colors from WWE head over to AEW, that's when things are starting to get serious. Uh, and I really, I agree with that. I really think this crossover promotional, interpromotional thing could be great. I know they want to do a slow burn, but man, it's a little, I think it's a little slow for me. Yeah, at this point, you know you. what I mean? You got the good brothers, I get that, but you got so many guys on AEW that don't get enough shine that could be working 
Impact Wrestling, or you, and you just brought in Juice Robinson from New Japan. Yeah. But it's so much more you can do. You got some really good names. You, there was a, a segment on Impact, and unfortunately, most people didn't even see it. It was uh, Don Callis, Kenny Omega, and uh, uh, the Good Brothers. And they were talking about, you know, well, we're the real Bullet Club, because they made mention to Tama Tongo, and, you know, who's still in the Bullet Club, uh, uh, like, talking dirty about them. Yeah. They talked about, yeah, we're the real Bullet Club. They're a joke over there. But because it was on Impact, nobody saw it. Sure. Nobody and, saw it. Yeah, and I, I'm with you on the slow burn. And listen, I'm also on another podcast, uh, The One Fall Show. Uh, it's like a wrestling, wrestling trivia, wrestling game show, right? And uh, there's a huge super fan of New Japan on there. Her name's Erica. And she, she schooled me on the slow burn. And because I was right with you, right? That was my main complaint about it. We're not used to that because WWE, for the most part, boom, 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 boom. We got it, right? This guy's back. He's going for this title and this, that, that, right? In the end, if as long as there is an outcome, some type of result of this storyline, they'll be fine, right? You got to remember, too, there's only one show a week on AEW. They can do a little bit on impact, but you don't want to because people aren't watching impact because impact is no offense. It's not watchable. I don't think it is. And people who don't already watch impact are not going to sit through two hours of impact for 15 minutes of Kenny Omega. They will just do what I do and just fast forward until I see Kenny Omega's face, (laughs) press play, and then we'll watch. (laughs) But AEW only has one show a week. So that adds to why it feels so slow because WWE has Raw SmackDown. So we're getting something new two times a week. Sometimes if they include NXT three times a week, plus the pay-per-views, which they have more frequently than AEW. AEW only has one pay-per-view every few months. WWE does one, sometimes two a month. So is there's a lot more being thrown at us in, in WWE. AEW doesn't have that yet, at least yet. I don't know if more is coming, if they plan on it. But that's why I also feel like it feels slow. But if you actually counted the number of episodes compared to what we get in WWE, then those numbers are probably a lot closer than we realize. Now, since you brought up pay-per-views, let's segue into the pay-per-view pod. I love I love segues, man. What made you... Uh, now, you already said you're part of the One Fall podcast. What yes. made you to say, I'm going to do my own podcast and I'm going to focus on pay-per-views? So, uh, look, I I'm a, I do play-by-play for sports and PA announcing for sports, and that all went away in 2020. So, and sports in general went away, right, even at the professional level. So I could even cover professional sports, right? You know, I have a website, jbsportstalk.com. I, you know, cover some professional sports. Couldn't even do that. Wrestling was the only thing around. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to be, you know, reach out um, – Chuck Bean, Shawnee Constant from the One Fall Show, they reached out to me to be on their show. And I've always wanted to talk wrestling and come. I let 2020 come and go to see what was going on. Things are still slow burn when it comes to stuff coming back. I'm not one to sit around and do nothing for too long, right? I, I might be young, but I don't want to waste time. And wrestling is something I love. I love talking about it. And when it comes to pay-per-view specifically, I wanted to do something different. Uh, you know, there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there and they're all great. There's nothing wrong with it that do weekly shows that cover, uh, you know, we, you know, all the shows every single week where for me, I figured, you know what, 
let's just switch it up a bit. We can cover everything before every pay-per-view because what is a pay-per-view? It's the culmination of all the stories they've been telling for the last X amount of weeks or months since the previous pay-per-view. And to be honest, I still have to work at the bounce. So I have to be realistic about how much time I have to do stuff. For sure. And but but realistically though, the main thing was I wanted to do something a little different. A lot of podcasts out there are just wrestling podcasts that are out every week. I, I I pride myself on being consistent. So what was realistic for me plus different was covering the pay-per-views. And you know, I'm I and plus the pay-per-views again are the main things, the only shows I watch live. And there's and I feel like a lot of people are like that. So I feel like we need to put some more shine on the pay-per-views than we already get because people will record Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, NXT all the time, but TakeOver on Sunday, it's talking to all my guys, everyone's watching it live, right? And you know, every even all the WWE pay-per-views and AEW Revolution coming up in March, everyone's watching that live. So I figured pay-per-views deserve a lot more shine for that. Now with that being said, you just talked about TakeOver and NXT. What do you think about current NXT? Because I'm going to tell you, I was a, a little bit of a bigger fan of NXT when we had guys like Enzo and Cass in there. But I do like what's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like what they're doing with Cameron Grimes. I like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, even though he might have gotten a little bit of trouble, I, we still don't know. I'm gonna, I still like Velveteen. Until, unless we got to cancel him. If we got to cancel him, then he's out of here. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? I like the Velveteen dream. Yeah. But what do you what do you think about uh, NXT right now, man? Uh, I think NXT is hurting right now, to be honest with you. And the main roster is hurting them. They are calling guys up way too quick without giving them a full run in NXT. And you look at guys like Keith Lee. Had, what, one or two weeks of an NXT title run? And then he's on the main roster. And to me, he was not ready for that push. And he hasn't really gotten a push. So why put him on the main roster? You're not going to give him a push. He's finally in a title match at Elimination Chamber. But that's what? How many months since he's been on the main roster? Damian Priest blew my mind that this guy's already on the main roster. Not because he doesn't deserve it. But again, he did not get a full run in NXT. Meanwhile, you have guys like Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, oh. Tommaso Ciampa, who are hanging out in NXT it's now it's getting confusing. What is NXT? Is it a third brand or is it the minor leagues of WWE? Because that's the way it's been treated. They call it call-ups just like in sports. You get called up from the minors, you get called up from NXT, but now you have guys like Finn Balor going back down. Charlotte Flair held the NXT women's title for how long last year uh, guys getting pushed up to the main roster but other guys like Adam Cole, who's clearly a superstar and the Undisputed Era, who can't leave NXT for some reason. There's rumors he doesn't want to be on the main roster. But the way NXT is constructed right now, their roster is depleted. I'm sick of seeing Undisputed Era in NXT because there is, <laughs> there is only so much you could do in NXT because the roster is limited. It's not like the main roster where you can jump ship to SmackDown. There's less titles. There's less superstars. There's less storylines. Get your full run and go to the main roster. If you're not ready for that full run, maybe you need to go somewhere else. Let, let me ask you this, because as you talked about, I, I sometimes think of it as the opposite, especially with Raw SmackDown, that there's too many talents. Like, I I don't have a list in front of me, but my God, it's like 10,000 people, it feels like, that they have yeah. underneath these three brands. If they, you know, if they cut, you know, th these rosters in half, and you focused on 15 guys, I mean, you got 70 guys. You, you, 
I, I don't care. It's too many guys. Sure. You, you feel like it could be almost be the opposite if they cut down it. And no one wants to release talent because it's almost like, well, I'm just going to keep this guy because they'll go to AEW. But if you think they really cut down and focused on, you know, these 15, 20 guys, key guys, do you think it would be better? Or do you think it's like you said, there is a depletion of talent? I think the depletion of talents in NXT and those guys who aren't getting used at, you know, because we talk about all these names and all too many people on the main roster, but you watch the TV show. How many of these guys are just not showing up on either show, right? They put eight of them to chase our truth for the 24 seven title. Right. And that's their screen time. They run through the shot one time. That's all we're using them for. Why not take that talent put them back in NXT, expand that roster and give us a, a more entertaining show in NXT. Again, unpredictability when there's more guys around to potentially show up and also more room for those guys to work on whatever they don't have to, you know, deserve a main roster push. Uh, So I think that's the problem. And like you said, they don't want to cut guys because there's another promotion that is a legitimate, you know, door open now for them that they're, th- you know, before WWE, even when, when impact was around WWE didn't care to cut talent because sure. Go to impact. That's not going to do anything for you. Now going to AEW could do something for them and for AEW. So they need to take advantage of the fact that you basically have three rosters. So don't keep these guys on the roster to sit backstage and chase our truth, put them on raw SmackDown. If not send them down to NXT, you know what I'm saying? We literally they just talked about, uh, they asked uh, Meltzer the other day about Bo Dallas. We didn't even know if yeah. he was still on the roster or not. You right. Know what I mean? <laughs> That's what we I'm saying. Know, no. This guy, when's the last time we've seen him? I don't even think he's chasing our truth for the 24 7 title. <laughs> and this guy, he, he's got, you know, a, a character, right? And there's, even at the main roster, and this has been pitched and talked about for years and years why has he not done anything with bray wyatt right like you even have bray wyatt come out as a mr rogers type character that was bo dallas's vibe extra happy he would fit right in as a character in the fun house at least use them for that but that's a perfect example why keep him on the main roster when you are legitimately not using him Send him down to NXT, even if he's getting jobbed out and pushing guys like a Damian Priest, a Karrion Cross down there, he's at least doing something. Yep. And sometimes you got to have the guts to let a guy go. Like, you know what? I have nothing for yep. you. And because it's demoralizing. What ends up happening is you got a guy sitting around doing nothing and he's just pissed off. He's going to leave anyway when it was contracts up. He's leaving anyway. And now you yeah. just demoralize me. You know what? You got to have. You gotta have, you know what, you know what, this is not my hand. Let me play the hand I got, and everything that's not, I, I gotta let it go. Hundred percent. But you know, and, and and the problem is too, is Vince McMahon is out of touch when it comes to wrestling right now in the industry right now. And the the sad truth is, until he really lets the likes of Triple H and Shane McMahon take over and make decisions, it's gonna be this type of vibe, right? Like in the end what is Bo Dallas going to AEW really going to hurt when it comes to WWE? Not a shot on, on Bo Dallas. He might resurrect his career there, but you know, to me, he's similar to like a Zack Ryder, no offense to Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona. He's not a difference maker. And you know, that's the type of thing you're only hurting him and it, it, it's not worth it. It's and that's part of, and that's part of the reason they do it. Uh, they keep him off TV to hurt them. So if they do slide to somewhere else, 
they're dead. You already stripped sure. their name. You already stripped their name. So Matt sure. Cordona, yeah, Zach Ryder, woo, 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 actually might have got you a little bit in AEW. Yeah. But Matt Cordona, yeah. But yeah. before I go to my final question, I want to ask you one more thing. And Daryl, I want you to jump in on this too. Sure. Is there too much wrestling on television today? No. Nope. nope. Not, not one bit. I, it, it's great. It's great for wrestling fans because there are more options. Because in the end, like I said earlier, you're watching everything. If you're a wrestling fan, you are at least following everything. So if WWE disappoints you this week, you at least still have AEW and so on, and then you can choose. And same thing when it comes to NXT and even Impact. I wouldn't say there's too much wrestling for a fan's perspective or the wrestlers, right? Because in the end, there's a lot of talent in the wrestling industry combined. And there's only so many spots in all these rosters that if WWE, NXT, and AEW is filled up, go to Ring of Honor, go to Impact, make a name for yourself, right? And keep in mind too, it's huge right now because there are no indie shows, right? If you're not on TV, you're not wrestling because there are no live shows. There's no live audiences right now. So this is giving guys and girls who aren't getting a push somewhere an opportunity to go at least somewhere work on their character work on their ability and potentially build a future for themselves i want to take a shot at that one it, I, I don't think it's too much wrestling I, I think it's not enough distinct wrestling you got too much of the polished wwe looks like it's perfect wrestling i want to see something different so yeah. i don't want all my shows to look alike I want, you know, AD, AEW has a slightly different vibe, more of a WCW vibe, yeah. which is slightly different. But, you know, the NWA power, it was a completely different look. Mm -hmm. It was different. You know, when I was a kid, I had, you know, a, a, you know the AWA, world class, NWA, WWF, they all looked different. Some were like, the AWA was extremely boring, but they all had a different, for me, right? But for, not for people that loved it, all had a different vibe. Here's a chance to take chances. Like, yeah, this man had that shotgun Saturday night. Oh man, yeah. You know, at the time he went from the W, the, 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 the red, white, and blue ropes. You've seen it for a million years. He put it in subway terminals, bars. It, it was a different look. You know, whether it works, doesn't work, it was different. And then now I don't think people are taking a chance to be unique and different and give me a different type of give me a different type of interview that's not in the ring. Give me a different. Give me a women's show. Give me some yeah. women's show. Bring me, yeah. give me some dwarfs. I don't know what official name. I don't want to get <laughs> hey, 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 brother, don't get us canceled, baby. Okay, no, I want to get canceled. Whatever the official out. name is, bring that them on. I don't I know mean, if that's a ratings winner right there. Oh, okay. man. We're going to get that part out. Minis, the minis. Okay, whatever. <laughs> bring me some variety of different types of show. I'm tired. I think it is too much of the same sure. type of show. But there's not, there's never not enough time for wrestling. So. Well, you you can blame WWE for that because again, they were basically the only show in town for the longest time. There was no competition there to force them to be different. And I think we're gonna start, or hopefully, start seeing that now that AEW's got some steam, right? And AEW's got a partnership with other wrestling promotions. WWE is going to have to do something, which is then AEW is going to react to it. And it's going to be a back and forth, friendly, good competition, which leads to great shows for us wrestling fans. So, And yo, Daryl, I'm going to respond to that too. Being a former independent wrestler myself, WWE was smart in a way because they did the WWE way so long. Anything else, they branded it as indie-rific. So even though it was, if they try to make it different, they wanted us to believe that it, it wasn't as good. 
Because, you know, when they talk about guys are smaller, what do they say? Oh, they're independent wrestlers. No, Daniel Bryan is a superstar. But they want us to believe him, Punk, those type of guys were just indie guys that they gave a chance, that they blessed with the greatness of being WWE superstars. AJ Styles was a superstar across the world already. But WWE, you know, they, and they're smart. It's marketing. I'm not mad at them, you know. But with that being said, Justin, it's time for one of the final segments. It's Hello. called Book Yourself. Ooh, that okay. means you take Justin Valentine right here, right now. If you could book yourself anywhere in the world of professional wrestling and be beneficial, where would you book yourself and what would you do? Man. God, that's a good question. I love that. Uh, yeah, think about that for a minute. I'm probably going to right now because of what we said, probably NXT. I think there's too much going on in WWE and AEW right now that, you know, for example, the MJF, uh, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho storyline, awesome storyline, kind of being overshadowed by Kenny Omega and the New Japan crossover. So you want to go somewhere where you're not going to be overshadowed. And right now, I could see myself with, to be honest with you, the way in NXT. That faction, right? Johnny Gargano is playing the hell out of that character. Does it always make sense for him? Probably not, but that's what he, the, what character is being asked to do. He's playing the hell out of that character. I feel like my personality supporting him, having that same kind of sarcastic but funny as hell kind of vibe and excuses and all of that, but still getting it done in the ring, being one of the best wrestlers, I, I would love to help push that faction. So I'm putting myself in the way uh, with maybe I'll replace Austin Theory and I'll put myself there. So you see yourself as a worker, not an announcer. I would expect you to say you're going to be the greatest wrestler ring announcer listen, of all time. He said, listen, I, I didn't think not to be fair. To be fair, I, that was my initial thought, but I, I figured you wanted me to go. When you say book yourself, I'm thinking more of as a wrestler. Of hey. course, I see myself ring announcing or being at the announce table for sure, but I wanted to get myself in the action, at least have that opportunity to do so. Y'all heard that, fans. If you book him as a ring announcer, he's hitting somebody with a chair regardless, I'm baby. so ready. I am. So, I will I will so be that ring announcer. The last match, pow, with the there microphone on the head. Well, Daryl, you got anything else for me? I, I, got, I got one for him. And I, I, I know we don't necessarily want to make the casual fan too important because we're hardcore fans, right? Yes. Back in your day when you started watching, there's a lot of casual fans, especially in the late 90s, right? Sure. Big casual shit. My wife was watching wrestling. My sister-in-law was watching right. wrestling. Right. They would never look at it today, but it was casual. It was like, because, oh man, what Hulk Hogan came back and became evil and, and, and did evil things. Like, I, I never seen that. So are there some things we can get the casual fans to kind of come back? And Like, for example, we talked about the NBA playoffs where, or, um, uh, when, when, well, sorry, no, no, when AEW changed the schedule and they came coming on after the NBA, and people were like, right. hey, Chris Jericho, what happened to him? I mean, is there ways to get the casual fans back involved? Uh, it, it, that's tough because I, my first thought is something that I'm kind of against, and that's getting guys involved to wrestle. But I feel like them not wrestling, athletes, you know, celebrities, so on and so forth, that'll actually help. But I also think and I know the pandemic world got in the way of this a lot. They need to brand themselves and brand their superstars better as their characters 
elsewhere, right? I think we're seeing too much of Mark Calloway and not enough of The Undertaker. You know what I'm saying? I think we're seeing too much of their real life personas when they go on talk shows, when they go and they appear at sporting events and other places. That was a thing back then, right? Think about when The Rock hosted Saturday Night Live way back when, and when it was still WWF. You had Triple H in character, The Big Show in character, Mick Foley in character, show up on Saturday Night Live, and that helps promote the show. And that way the casual fans who are just watching Saturday Night Live, because that's what they do every week, they see these characters, they fall in love with the characters, and then they want to go see. The real-life people, they're not going to sell the show. The characters will. And I want to see – I'd rather see talk shows or they're hosting Saturday Night Live or whatever sporting event they're on show up as them, their characters. Embrace your characters more. I, I'm, I'm, I know social media, you're going to be your, yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. But – they need to show up in full gear, you know, have the fiend show up somewhere, right? Like wow. get these characters on other shows, not the people, the characters will sell the show. I've seen the fiend actually do interviews, like you said, but he did it as Bray Wyatt. And not right. even the family, and not even the funhouse Bray Wyatt, just Bray and Exactly. Like you talked earlier about having Braun Strowman coming down and yeah. just seeing that man and what he looked like. If you have somebody like Braun going on these shows, and even if it's old school like they used to do with Regis, and Ric Flair would put Regis in the figure yes. four, or Braun pick yes. somebody up, you're going to say, oh, my God. Right. Look at that guy. You don't want to know Braun is sitting there eating caviar. And, yeah. You know, and sushi. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. You want Braun Strowman, man. Yep. Oh, well, with that being said, man, we done kept you long enough, man. I love but it, man. the final segment. Uh, wait a minute. Before I go, before you go, I gotta say this, Daryl. I already know what you said. You ain't watched Young Rock. Did you watch the Young Rock show? I, I so I saw half of it. Oh. I haven't finished it, man. Some sim have I saw. See, you called me out. <laughs> See, some sim have I, I saw. saw more than you sounds like. So I mean, I saw Where's more than Daryl. We're supposed to be pushing the pushing the business forward, and look what we're doing, man. But, but, but wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, okay, now, now you saw you saw the first half of Young Rock, right? A little yes. bit of you saw what the, the junkyard dog and some of those guys, right? Sure. I mean, now these weren't guys you saw growing up, but seeing these guys, these personalities, did that pop for you a little bit? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because again, man, I I researched a lot of my you know what wrestling that I haven't seen. So even though I didn't watch it live, these guys still. I, you know, I followed as a kid, even as a kid before the network was a thing, I would be on YouTube searching up old wrestling. So technically I did grow up watching them, not live, you know, and then they did make a, you know, you gotta remember too, in 2002, when I was, you know, a six-year-old watching wrestling, yes, I'm a baby. Uh, those guys were still old enough to show up and still make some appearances, whether it was a hall of fame or a WrestleMania or, uh, you know, a quick cameo. So those guys still do stuff for me. So it, it definitely did get a pop. For sure, for sure. Well, like I said, we've had you long enough. We ain't gonna hold you up, but it's time for the very final segment. It's called Ring the Bell. Well, Ring the Bell is this. You have 60 seconds to talk about anything. You can promote yourself. You can say something inspirational. Uh, you can talk about what you're gonna do tomorrow. You can do whatever you want to. But, right. Justin, you got 60 seconds. I need you to ring the bell. All right, 
I'm going to use half of this to get a point across, and that is this Adam Cole turning on the Undisputed Era. That needs to be his final storyline in NXT. This guy needs to decide whether he need, he wants to go to the main roster or he needs to go to AEW after this storyline because him sticking around in NXT is doing him no good and doing the roster no good. He's either going to become irrelevant or he's going to hold down young talent that deserve runs there there's only so much you can do in nxt he's done it all you need to move your career uh and i'll promote myself jb sports talk pay-per-view pod apple podcast spotify uh find the page on youtube follow on twitter at ppv underscore pod new episodes out saturday uh february 20th it's upcoming saturday ahead of the elimination chamber uh i don't know if i'm at 60 seconds yet i don't have a timer but i think that's pretty damn close Hey, it's your world, baby. You can do as much as you want to. <laughs> I'll world. call it 60 seconds. All right. Well, once again, JV, thank you for being on the show, man. It's My been pleasure, a great man. day. And don't leave right after the show. Hang on for one second. We need to do one thing right quick. All right. But, Daryl, another great show, dog. Another great show. And I like having our brothers on the mic, you know, here to, you know, to kind of cross promote. We got a cross promotion right here, right? So yeah, I love right. having that. Hopefully he's not trying to take us over, man. We can bring these guys yeah, over. I know. Take us out. <laughs> we bring these podcasters on. Next thing you know, they're trying to get us kicked off the air, man. What's no FCC? Say, you, you guys are coming on my show soon. I just hope you know that, right? Oh, sounds like a plan, dog. Sounds I love like it. a plan. Well, guys, you know what it is. We drop new episodes each and every Friday. We on everything. Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google, YouTube. Uh, you can get the Flintstones phone and go, oh, oh, wherever <laughs> you want to. We own everything. Just put it in the web show. We're everywhere. Check yeah, us out, man. Subscribe. Follow us. Also, shout out to Miss Barika. Always taking care of us. Making us look good on this camera when you watch the video. So we're going to get out of here. Once again, I am Deshaun Whip Dog Whipple and Devastating Daryl Pace. And we brought in Justin Valentine from JV Sports Talk Pay-Per-View Pod. We will see you next time on the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders Podcast a.k.a. The Whip Show. Take care, guys. Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll also read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, June Hernandez, and Billy Jack Haynes. And, of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your copy today at LanceByChance.com. <laughs>